Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Environmental Social Justice. I'm your host, Wendy Nystrom, with both of my co-hosts, Ms. Joy Langford and Mr. Joel Vendette. Welcome back, guys. And today's Hi. special guest is Thomas Small. Thomas is the CEO of Culver City Forward. Welcome back to the show, Thomas. It's been about a year. What a pleasure to be back with you. The the uh, I think last time I was on city council and had just had yes. stepped down from being mayor. Uh, so it's it's uh, I'm in a different position now. But and and a lot of things have changed. But we're we're facing the the problems don't go away by themselves. No, and the reason you did Culver City Forward is you can now be very proactive in resolving problems in the city and helping people move forward. So before we dive into housing, which is today's topic. Could you tell people what Culver City Forward is? Absolutely. Now, Culver City Forward, there, there are a number of, of forward organizations in California. There's California Forward. There's Santa Monica Forward. Uh, last night, I met the vice president of Santa Monica Forward, um, and, and they're quite different. Uh, you know, Culver City, Culver City Forward is not a political organization. Uh, we, 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 you know, stay, stay, try to stay neutral on, on the politics in Culver City, uh, but the but we formed the organization uh, when I when I stepped down from from uh, being mayor um, to work between the large companies that are in Culver City and the city and the community to to try to improve our quality of life and solve our problems because that's certainly the you know the large companies that we have in Culver City are, are certainly a, a resource and an issue. Uh, you know, as 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 I'm as you guys all know, you know, everybody hears in the news that we have the headquarters of Apple TV Plus, of Amazon Studios, of HBO, Sony Pictures has of course been here for a long time. We also have the headquarters of TikTok, um, and and uh, so it's it's continuing to grow. And then all of the companies that that work with those companies that are that surround them, the smaller production companies, the talent management companies, um, and a lot of a lot of high tech startups. Uh, you know, I keep I keep meeting them, you know, when I, when I, I you would think by this time I would know most of them, but I keep meeting them. Um, so it, the you know, so it's it's Culver City Forward. It's very exciting and it's very it's very daunting. You know, when you see the the problems that we've had uh, up north in the northern part of the state and and up the coast to Seattle, uh, you know, having this this tremendous engine economic engine of the of the high tech companies is not a boon to everyone. You know, as 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 Joel will tell you that it makes it hard on all the people who who have to do the work that has to be done everywhere because the the real estate prices skyrocket. Uh, you know, the, so the, the folks who, who need to do those those entry level jobs can't afford to be here. So they have to live far away, which creates a commute, uh, which creates congestion, which it, and, and all of which is burning up our planet. So yeah. the yeah, so so Culver City Forward, um, we hope to be able to work with Apple and Amazon and the others to to sort of head off these problems and to try to get the the services the infrastructure the housing uh in place uh you know at the same time as we're expecting these you know three or four thousand more workers to to be coming to culver city as the companies gear up um and of course you know all of this has been severely complicated as everything has by the COVID crisis so so you know we don't really know when everyone's coming back to work or how much 
Um, yeah. But but regardless of that, the the economy you know continues to be booming here in Culver City, and the housing prices continue continue to rise. In, in, you know the you know there's there's some obviously some fluctuation going on with the, in the current with the way the current market is, but the overall trend is there and and uh you know and so we have this this huge housing jobs imbalance uh you know pre-covid uh we 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 were we were looking at about uh you know we have about 40 a little less than forty thousand residents people who sleep in culver city every night um but uh pre-covid we had i think uh, uh, you know upwards of seventy thousand people working here during the day uh oh, wow. and commuting here um, that's a lot but I'm I'm eager to hear Joy's uh, experience of of uh, of being here in Culver City. Yeah, so I I, I was telling you right before we went on that uh, we have uh, a few units in Culver City, um, and we rent them out to great families. One of the families is a Japanese family. Uh, they moved in with us about 12 years ago, right when they came from Japan. The reason why they wanted Culver City was because of the school's immersion, or immersion programs. Mm -hmm. uh, they're teaching Japanese and English, uh, French, Spanish. There's several languages mm -hmm. um, that also make the school system more attractive. So, uh, you know, with that, um, with during COVID, they started issuing um, rental uh, programs, making us apply for rental business uh, licenses, I guess they're called, uh, to make sure that we were renting, renting at a fair price. Um, it's kind of kept the rents down, but yet at the same time, homeowners association fees and the like are going up. Um, yeah. And in our situation, fortunately, the units are paid for, um, you know, outright. But you, you think even for working people that are working at TikTok or HBO or Symantec uh, that are really local players as far as employment in the area, uh, people who are just moving in are going to still find it kind of hard uh, for the affordability factor. Once they factor in the taxes, uh, the average price of a condo right now, one bedroom condo is $600,000 uh, by the time they pay their mortgage and everything else you're looking at a pretty hefty sum uh, to be able to afford in Culver City. And that's even if you've got a great job at Sony uh, or one of the larger mm -hmm. industries. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's something that really needs to be looked at. Uh, as Joel was also saying before we went on live, you know, families really want, they want the American dream. And maybe they don't want the Kardashian dream of being wealthy, but they want good school systems, which Culver City uh, does definitely provide. Uh, they want to be able to put food on the table and they want to live the American dream and own housing. And for the average price of a house, uh, just a, a single family house in Culver City to be well over a million dollars, I think those are some of the things that people are going to have to look at as we decide what the ecosystem looks like uh, for Culver City in the future. That's a Absolutely. brilliant observation that Joy brought up was a lot of times, and Thomas, definitely, I want your opinion on this, but she touched on the fact that small mom and pop landlords, they can't raise their rents, but their bills are all going up. So it's putting them at a disadvantage. And actually, that more supports the large corporations that are buying up large tracts of land, large tracts of homes, large apartment buildings. And they're not affected by this because they can float it for as long as they want. 
So we're kind of running into this dichotomy of pushing out the little guy, supporting the big guy, but we don't want to support the big guy because they're not doing the best thing for the neighborhood. So Thomas, that's a really loaded question for you. <laughs> well, the the uh, there's 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 always growing pains when there's when there's change like this. So certainly the intention of of the rent rent control rent stabilization is is not to prevent the the uh, rent from rising at all but controlling it so that so that it can you know so that there's there's some you know because we we were having before before that uh, before that those rules went into place we were having uh you know rents shoot up you know 100 percent 200 percent um and and that was forcing people onto the street the the uh you know we we um amongst the housing community there we 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 took uh we took a uh, a field study trip um and wendy we didn't talk about this before but you but but joy just just reminded me of it to to vienna uh in last october uh and there was a a uh a group of of uh legislators of assemblymen and assembly members and and senators uh, from California, and then a lot, and then a, a, a whole bunch of people who work in affordable housing, um, and then a number of other elected officials and former elected officials like myself, and there they've had this system in place for a hundred years. It's like you know, a hundred years ago in Vienna, they had thirty thousand uh, homeless people in in Vienna. Um, so they started back then putting together their system of they call it uh, limited profit. It's not, it's not nonprofit, but it's, it's a, it's kind of like rent control in that it governs the, how the buildings are built, how they're financed um, and so on that the developers have, have a limited uh, amount of profit that they can make. And so they've created this social housing system. Um, that's just incredible. I mean, you know, you, the, the, you know, I, I remember seeing this, this image of, you know, a hundred years ago, there were, there were 30,000, uh, you know, people on the street in Vienna today, you know, for the last 10 years, it's been voted, you know, one of the top 10 places to live in the world, uh, you know, uh -huh. often number one over the last 10 years. And they, they're in their social housing system, the, the, I think it's about 60% of people that live in Vienna are renters. And the, and one of the extraordinary things is that you can't tell how wealthy someone is or what they do by their address that the that these that these the social housing is scattered throughout the city there are many folks who who uh you know have regular jobs who do well who prefer to have to use the social housing because it costs a lot less and there and it gives them much much more disposable income for for the rest so we're kind of we're kind of at the beginning of that is 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 one of the things that that we that that the group sort of noticed that you know that we have to take steps to get there because their system has been up and running for that long time so that the development process there's already capital in that system um and it keeps going they keep building housing we also visited uh, a fascinating thing that that uh, i'm also working on here in culver city called the eba there this is the international building exposition that was just culminating in vienna when we were there and this is this is a a process, a tool um, that they've developed. Uh, I don't know how many decades they've been doing this, but mostly in the German-speaking countries. But it's kind of what they do is they take a section of the city or or a number of projects and they designate them as part of the International Building Exposition. 
And it takes about usually takes about seven to 10 years, but they lift all the, the zoning rules and the building rules and they let the developers and the architects like imagine what the future is going to be and actually build it. Um, and then at the end of that time, they have a big show. You see all the buildings and they take the neighborhoods and the buildings that really work. And that's how they build the future of the city. So, like that. so that's one of the things I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on to, to start here in Culver City is to do uh, an EBA, kind of a, a grand competition for uh, design competition for what, cul what, the, what Culver City will look like, what our neighborhoods will look like. Um, but here, you know, because I don't, you know, I, 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 we don't have the same resources, we don't have the same time frame, I'd like to do it virtually um, and, and yeah. have build that competition inside of of uh inside of the digital twin that that we're building and i'll so let me let me go back a little bit and set the stage a little bit for that for that story the when when covid hit uh culver city you know we it, it was culver city forward we immediately turned towards you know pivoted to try to help that you know i i helped start a program called uh, feed Culver that that became quite well known and that and that that kind of spread around uh, to uh, to other cities. Other cities were doing similar things. Where where but in that program we we worked with the restaurants downtown having an incredibly hard time. We raised money to pay the restaurants to make the food to keep their employees, and then we and then we took the food to the to the soup kitchen. Um, and, and so the soup kitchen went from one day a week to seven days a week with food from the restaurant. Um, but that, but that, that's a, I mean, that, that was just, that was one of our responses to COVID. But the other, the main thing that we start that I started was we, I did a, I started a, uh, a research and policy project working with the Rand Corporation that I've worked with often here in Culver City over the last six or seven years. And th this project is called Culver City Bounce Forward. And we've just completed a phase of it and are, are moving into the next phase. And what Culver City Bounce Forward is, is it, we wanted to study what policies can we take, what initiatives can we take to not just recover from the crisis, but to actually take advantage of the things that are more changeable because we're in a crisis. Because when you're in a crisis, you can make big decisions um, yes. and make and make changes that you can't make in, in normal times. So what are what are those policies? What are those uh, decisions that we can make to actually bounce forward and take advantage of what's more changeable now um, and to help Culver City not just recover, but actually be in a more advantageous position coming out of coming out of the, the crisis. Um, well, so one, we, one question, though, Thomas, I'm sorry, sure. one, one question, what I because, I, you know, I love Culver City. We've been vested in Culver City for since I was a child, actually. Um, what are they doing about some of the homeless issues? Are you guys working with L.A. County, um, you know, under the freeways at Venice? And, you know, there are huge, huge encampments. Are they doing something uh, within this homeless realm? I mean, within the realm of, you know, housing for even those people? Or are you guys leaving it all to L.A. County and the new mayor? Uh, actually, there's there's been a lot that 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 Culver City has been doing, and and with the with the new council in place, they're even more focused on this uh, than than before after after the election because it's it's such a hot issue now. Um, but these things take time, and so but you know I think the main thing the the, the kind of the the most impressive or exciting things that they that that Culver City has done is they they uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly where the funding came from from the state 
Um, but we we found uh, two uh, sort of old motels uh, in Culver City, and 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 this we this happened before with with the with a, another motel that was turned into our Upward Bound house. But so the the state the the Culver City has been funded by the state to take these two motels and to to transform them into into uh, you know into transitory housing for into uh, you know for for uh, to address the homeless issue, um, and those are being built out now. Um, I can't. It's upwards upwards of I, I'm trying to remember how many rooms there are, but I think there's maybe about 70, 70 or so rooms altogether. And then we're also building. We're also right now creating a safe camping area in a in a in the parking lot on Virginia Virginia Avenue by the creek. So once once those are in place, uh, you know the will we will have and and getting those grants to 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 buy those hotels and transform them was huge because Culver City would would does not have the resources itself to be able to do that. Um, but we will have those in, in, in place within hopefully within a number of months and and be able to be able to, you know, locally alleviate some of that. I know a lot of what the current council is trying to do is to is to is to mirror what Mayor Bass is doing uh, in, in Los Angeles and and to to try to move forward together. And of course, so many of our resources, you know, we don't have a health department, you know, in 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 the local city. So that that is all with the county. So it's, you know, so these things have to have to be working very close together. But ultimately, you know, to really to really have a solution for the homeless issue, you know, obviously uh, encompasses creating more permanent housing and more more We've permanent got to let supportive jump housing. In. He's losing it. It. Joel, go ahead. Sorry, but I, I think, you know, I love hearing what's happening now to to remedy the problem that's happening. But going back to the amount of money that's about to start coming into Culver City and a lack of affordable housing, this homeless issue could start getting to be even worse. And yeah. And so I'm like, I love hearing that, you know, a safe campsite. Uh, okay, we're at that point in life right now, which, which, which breaks my heart. You know, so as we start talking about housing for people, and I love the idea of the social housing. I think this is great. You know, a little hint of socialism and capitalism. The two could probably work together well, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I love the fact that, you know, Culver City wants to grow. Every city wants to grow. There's a homeless problem. There is an affordability problem that is a, beyond repair right now. It just is. It's gone too affordability, far. Affordability, yeah. You know, and so it's like as this money starts coming in, obviously the plans were there to get the industry to come in. We, you knew that all these industries were coming in. What was done at the exact same time to make sure people could still afford to live here? It's a good point. I mean, the families, employees, the families that want to have a good school system, they're going to be forced out because now this money is coming in because there's no new construction coming in. So now their their bills are going to go even. But that's higher. what Thomas was talking about with rezoning and and doing retail on the top and then building higher than that's two stories. Is, you know, these industries these aren't new. These didn't just happen in the past five or six months that they were coming in. I mean, we all watched the buildings being built for the past few years. So what was happening at the exact same time to provide affordable safe, secure housing for people who can't afford the high end. Like, are uh, these Joel, you're, ex you're, you're exactly right. This is this is exactly the source of of the predicament that we're in now. Yeah, that 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 this was not planned in that way. Now, you know, Culver City is is 
very fortunate from a business side, from the business side, in the sense that our location has a lot to do with it. You know, Harry Culver said, all roads lead to Culver City. It's easy to get here. Um, mm -hmm. And and so so the, the, the companies want to be here. Certainly, we, you know, everyone wants to have a strong economic engine, you know, in, in our type of society. You, you know, we need to have that. And, and it's not that there weren't opposing voices saying the things that you're saying, but it's 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 pretty much impossible in our society to be anti-business, you know, and and the, here's the kicker is that nobody is saying the anti-business. Nobody is saying being nobody is saying that at all. All people are saying is like you can be pro-business and pro-people at the exact same time. Yeah. Yep, Stop focusing yep. on just the freaking revenue and understand that if you want to have a successful business, you need people. People are tired yes. of feeling like they have to be, you know, commuting 20, 30, 40 miles, you know, spending two hours in their car round trip a day to be told that they're stuck at a desk. One of the best things that happened out of COVID was it gave people the option to reevaluate the company culture. People but saw that's not working anymore because yeah, all of the yeah. companies are starting to. To make people go back to work. And I think that's a whole nother topic. Oh, it is. Really oh, but, uh, but I, I but, uh, Joel, I wanna I wanna bring you to I wanna bring you to my meetings. <laughs> you're well, great. I mean, just going on to the company, you know, the companies that are making people come back to the office, don't even get me started on that because that's gonna exasperate these problems altogether. You know, some companies are saying you can still work remotely, but if you move to a place with a lower cost of living, we're now gonna adjust your salary. You keep doing the same work. We're going to keep. We're going to bring your salary down. Yeah. Otherwise, you can move back to these areas. We'll keep your salary high. Then we can start keep the housing prices going up. And I'm like, it's a never-ending cycle. Just let if you're doing your job, reward people. Don't punish them. It's the yeah. same with like you know renters. If they're if you have a good tenant, and I understand the, the costs go up, I get that, and I'm I'm fine with people raising things as necessary for a rent. But there are the landlords out there who are just like Thomas was saying, they're going to go up well above the 10% that they can do. I believe it's 10%. That's the law now is like 5% plus the cost of five or whatever. So I think it averages out to around 10%. But, you know, the companies that were raising this 20, 30, 40% just because they could, you know, you're pushing people out. Then maybe you're going to get a crappy tenant. Reward the yeah. people that you have as a good tenant. You know, if you have to raise it a little bit, raise it a little bit. But this whole system is just, it's a shit show. But but Joel, I, 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 this is exactly the work that I'm doing. This is exactly what Culver City Forward was formed to do, is to work with the work with the business that the businesses that have been so successful to plan to make yeah. the city work because we have to have that housing. And 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 now it has become so urgent that mm -hmm. that we 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 need to be you know we need to be uh, in Culver City we need a housing moonshot. You know, and and it and it, it is it is it is a tremendous opportunity as much as it is daunting and frustrating and a, a shit show, which is what it is. It is an opportunity because Culver City, it's like we have the jobs, you know, the if we can build the housing to meet that need so that people don't have to drive hours and hours. And so that maybe some of you know, maybe there's more availability for at, at more of a workforce price uh, for housing. The the uh, you know, this this city can become even more successful than it has been before and, and actually be able to afford to keep continue supporting, you know, the excellent education system that we've have here, which is another thing that draws that uh, that has drawn all of these employers to want to be here. The and, the, uh, this is, and I'm sorry to interrupt. But I'm like, and nobody's saying this is a Culver City only issue. This is happening. Exactly. 
everywhere. Exactly. You know, yeah. so I think, you know, the issues that we're talking about today is like, it doesn't, it's like I said, I just want to make sure everybody understands that we're not talking, we're not lashing out at just oh, yeah. people. It really is everywhere. I mean, yeah. LA has its own set of issues when it comes to infrastructure. I'll put it nicely. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, sorry. But let me let, so let me let me in the in the few minutes we have left, let me just talk a little bit more about about the about my project Culver City Bounce Forward um, that that is we're, we're, we'll be going we, what we what one of the things we decided to do differently than we've done in the past in my work with Rand is that we, we wanted to publish this work in a way that was accessible and relatable to everybody, everyone. And so what we've done is we built a we built a standalone website for it. Culver City it'll is called it'll be culvercityforward.org. Um, and the the website consists of two of of has two processes, two things within it that I think that are that are uh, really targeted and formulated to address exactly these problems. How, you know, where, how and where are we going to be able to create this housing here in Culver City? And how are, and how are we going to work with the folks who already live here, you know, yeah. who are going to, who, who are already faced with all this change and who are going to have to absorb more change? You know, you know, the, the, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I've often quoted in the past, it was sort of the title of my state of the city event, but there's, there's a, a quote from, from the, uh, a wonderful uh, novel called the leopard, the Gato Pardo There's a wonderful movie of it too. Um, that it takes place in, in, in the late 19th century in Italy. But one, one of the characters says to the main character, he says, if we want things to stay the same, everything must change. And that's what we're facing here in Culver City is that we have this wonderful small town feel. You know, you know, Wendy and I had breakfast in this restaurant that was straight out of the 50s, you know, you know, <laughs> eggs and potatoes and um, bacon. And and, you know, and we all know our neighbors here. You know, the the uh, as, as I'm sure Joy knows, you know, it's like people. There's a lot of people who have been here for a long time. And but but for all those folks, they don't want it to change. They want to maintain this this small town feel. And, and I think we can do that. But we but we but we still we need to have we need to have more housing and we need to have growth in that way. So what what the Culver City Bounce Forward website does is it has it has a process. It delineates a process of of making decisions about urban planning um, that I think is fascinating through through a, a, a it's a it's a decision making process that Rand and a number of other institutions of the over, around the world have developed over over many years now. And the when you see it, you'll go through it. and You'll see how how you it, it, it enables you to to resolve differences within a community, which which is something that that I, I think we need more than ever now. And then the other part of it um, that is really getting attention is that we're building what's called a digital twin of Culver City. And this will be a, a three dimensional model of Culver City it looks kind of like Google Earth. Um, but where you can build new structures. So we'll be able to, within this three-dimensional model, say, okay, what if we had, you know, two or three more stories allowed along the creek in kind of the, the old industrial area where all the key cool startups are, and we had housing there, and we mixed the housing with our, with our businesses and with our retail. And, you know, and we made the creek into a park. What would that look like? And you'll be able to actually see it. 
you know, because this is as we went through our general plan, you know, we have this such a problem that if you talk about stuff, people can't see it and it makes them afraid. But when you can see this, when you can when actually you, you see what it looked like, you'd see where the shadows fall. And then then the incredible thing about a digital twin, it also enables you to measure everything that's happening. You can you can know how many people are going in and out of each building, what, how much water is being used, how much energy is oh, being nice. used in, in all of these projections. And, you know, describing it so quickly, it's just a teaser. But but this is the, this is this is the thing that's exciting. I think this is what's going to enable us to to resolve the differences within the city. And and be able to and to be able to make decisions about where that housing can go and not just stop it as as has been done for the last you know 30, 40 years here in California, particularly along the coast. So really quick question. As you're dealing with, you know, talking to the think tanks and all this, what is the community involvement at, at the same time? Because you have that again, they have to be a part of the conversation. Well, in that process, that was that was actually that was actually the lion's share of the work in Culver City Bounce Forward is that we did, we conducted uh, a series of more than a dozen outreach meetings to all of the, you know, to, to, uh, you know, to many different stakeholder groups in the city, to the businesses, I mean, to the residences, to the, to the nonprofits. Of, yeah. Everybody, you know, one thing about California or LA is that, you know, people like their big lots. They like all these kind of things. So when you start talking about rezoning and this kind of stuff, you ain't got the NIMBYs who are just going to be like, this exactly. is going to help everybody out, but I don't want to do flex next door to me. You know, and, so and that's interesting. That's why I think this 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 visualization tool of yeah. of the the uh, that we'll have in this digital twin is going to be very helpful for this. I really like the idea of the digital twin. Um, and I know we're, I know you're on limited time today, Thomas. So I do thank you for your time. Any possibility of bringing you back in a month or two to talk about specifically what Culver City Forward's doing and the digital twin and the, the building development you guys are thinking about? I would love to do that. I would love to do oh. that. She's yeah, because there's, there's so much to discuss. And um, I know Joel's going to be like the Kraken coming out with, <laughs> with some of his questions. They're good questions, Joel. But... Um, no, Thomas, thank you so much. I know you only have 30 minutes today. Otherwise, we could go on forever. Um, did you want to close out with any specifics about Culver City Forward, how to find you guys, how to volunteer? Well, our, you know, our website is, is culvercityforward.org. Um, but really, really, the uh, what I'd like to close out on is 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 how excited I am about about the Culver City Bounce Forward project, and that will be going public. I'll be presenting it around town and around around the city, um, and so you'll you'll all be able to, to 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 look at that and and work with it in the next over, over the next few months. The the uh, you know the, and and that's where that's where uh, you know this grand competition that I'm talking about will reside. So like everyone will be able to see it in there. Um, Competitions and, are important. you know, I, 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 uh, you know, we, we, we have a tendency definitely to, to expect maybe too much from companies like Apple and Amazon to solve all of our problems. But I think that, you know, Amazon, Apple, Apple in particular has made announcements and, and is already, already uh, investing in housing in Northern California. And I know they're going to be doing that here, here in Culver City, here in the Southland. Um, and, uh, you know, and so our, our, our work is to help facilitate that and to, to work with the neighbors to figure out how we can do it in the best possible way. So the, the, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of frustration, but I think we have exciting times ahead of us, too. Well, and when that launches, so I'll, 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 I'll be eager to expand more about this when, 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 when you, you guys can invite me back. 
Oh, absolutely. And when it launches, okay. please share it with us. I'll share it through absolutely. the networks as well. I think it's a very important program that you're working on to bring people together and fix our housing shortage that we currently have. Um, Joel, I'll let you close with any last comments since this is your wheelhouse. <laughs> I have to say, I want to be cautiously optimistic about the work you're doing. I'm just going to be perfectly frank. I love the idea behind it. I'm very concerned about the bureaucracy that you have to jump through. Yeah, to get through. absolutely. That being said, if this does work out and you're able to create something that makes Culver City affordable for everybody, and I mean genuinely affordable, not buzzword affordable, um, I think hopefully that could turn into a model for other cities to follow. Yeah. That is that is that is the vision. That is absolutely That's my the vision. positive note right there. Right. That is and we'll stay tuned and find out what happens next. Right. We look forward to seeing you, Thomas. Yeah, we definitely Thank have you guys have so problem. much. Thanks, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas, for joining us. Right. Um, Wendy Nystrom, Environmental Social Justice, with my co host Joy and Joel. Thomas Small, thank you so much. Culver City Forward folks, check them out. Take care. Thanks again. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.